everyone, Florence Bremer here for another week of the Bonafide Legal Podcast. Welcome back. I'm a lawyer, a mother, a wife, a movie enthusiast. I love a great deal. I am an amateur restaurant critic, a follower of many television shows, like to think of myself as a fashionista, and I'm overall in love with popular cultural culture. Thank you for joining me. For our format for our show, I generally start with some tips for attorneys, business people, how to make your life better, how to make it more organized. I'm not an expert on this. This is stuff that I'm trying to learn as I go along. And thank you for joining me on this journey. For the second half of the show, I'm going to do a quick book review on a true crime book that I read many years ago that I go back to every couple of years because I find the crime so fascinating. All right, so let's start with the first segment. I want to talk about the weekend. Um, During the week, for all of us, I know how crazy it is. And we all struggle with time. During the week, sometimes I feel like I'm drowning. I'll go to work early in the morning. If it's a week where I have a particularly busy court schedule, it's terrible because you're leaving for court, you're coming back from court, you're faced with many telephone messages, emails, it's all sort of piling up. The mail piles up and you're just struggling to keep up. And then especially too, if it's a week with a lot of meetings and you're just overly booked, it's difficult. Also during the week, two days a week, I work out with a trainer. And even though it's just an hour, two times a week, so a total of two hours, It's so difficult for me to squeeze that in. I always feel like I'm running to the trainer. Uh, The nice thing about it is I treat it as an appointment. It's a standing appointment on my schedule, and I'm pretty good about not missing it, or if I do miss it, rescheduling, and my trainer's great about working with me. I feel like my voice is a little froggy today, so I apologize. And today in Arizona, it's kind of a humid, muggy day, and I just don't feel like I sound like myself. So apologize for that. So during the week, it's just hard. And then my daughter, um, my youngest daughter's in dance. My oldest daughters, although they live out of the house, they still call home and, and need things. They need advice sometimes rides, um, questions about their bank account, questions, what's my social security number? I'm on the phone with them quite a bit during the week. So the week is really difficult. The weekdays are really difficult. So I have a weekend ritual. It's often interrupted by family parties or sporting events, birthdays, the millions of things that can come up on a weekend. But even though there are these commitments, I try to keep the same routine for the weekend, which I, in my mind, also includes Friday. I like to start the weekend on the Friday 
as much as possible. If I can on Friday, I try not to schedule meetings. If I do have court, there's nothing I can do about that. But I do try to control my Friday schedule as much as possible. Clients like Friday meetings because a lot of clients have Fridays off or have half days, but I consider Friday the first day of the weekend. And if I do have to do meetings, I try to schedule them in the morning as much as possible. Otherwise, on Friday, I catch up on emails, correspondence, mail, motions. If I'm doing motions or pleadings, I try to make those smaller ones and don't consider Friday the day to write a brief or a motion for summary judgment. I'll also use it to review transcripts. Um, The tip about all of these activities is that they allow me to be quiet. In my over-articulated life, it's nice to have a few hours where I can just shut the heck up. And if it's permissible for the day, I try to work outside the office. I'm not a big fan of working at home because it doesn't work for me. At home, I start to throw in a load of laundry or I'm doing the dishes, wiping off the kitchen countertops, talking to my husband, things that don't involve work. But if I want to work outside the office, a favorite place for me is a restaurant or a coffee shop. I like to go to restaurants that are the breakfast restaurants that close like around two-ish. There's a couple near me. One is Two Brothers. Another one is First Watch. And it's nice because if you, especially if you go later in the morning, these restaurants are very quiet and I have a leisurely breakfast and I bring my laptop and tablet and I probably drink about a pot of coffee as I'm sitting there. During this time, I also tip the wait staff very well because I may have hogged a table for two hours and I'll tip maybe a hundred percent. So if my bill's five dollars, I'll tip five dollars. And I like to imagine that after I leave, when the waiter has seen the tip, that perhaps I've made his or her day. Um, Sometimes on Fridays, I try to see a movie by myself if I can. Uh, That's a nice leisurely activity. Or a good um, leisure activity to start the weekend is scheduling a massage on Friday afternoon or Friday evening. For me, the afternoons and evenings tend to be quiet, and a massage is a great way to start the weekend. Saturday, I call my hustle day. I start it with a very long walk. As everyone knows, I live in Arizona, so I change the time that I walk based on the seasons. During June, July, August, I'll get up as early as 4.30 in order to get that outdoor time. It's so hot in Arizona, the sun is so intense that during those months, it's really the only way to do it, to get up right at uh, dawn, like right before dawn. If I have this walk, and it really has become the highlight of my week, and I'll walk anywhere from five to seven miles, and it's leisurely. I used to incorporate some running into it, um, but about a year ago, I was really starting to feel my age, 
and the running was doing a number on my knee and I developed um, a problem with my ankle and when I stopped running it didn't resolve entirely but it became so much less aggravated and um, and I just realized I'm too old to, to run at all. Um, but the walk is leisurely and I, it makes me feel refreshed and excited about the weekend. It's a great kickstart to my Saturday. It's also a day um, where I grocery shop. So when I take my walk, I stop at Fry's, which has a Starbucks in it. That's not when I grocery shop. It's part of my walk. I'll have a coffee. I buy $20 in scratcher lottery tickets. I rarely ever win. It's not about trying to win or trying to double down. What I do is I spend $20. Whatever I win, I cash in and don't buy any more tickets. And um, if I've lost, I just toss them and I don't try to see if I can win my money back. Um, but it's just something kind of fun to do and mindless to do while I'm drinking my coffee. And I don't know why. It's just become part of my ritual. A funny thing was that one day um, I bought my scratchers and I was standing in line at Starbucks and this man asked me if I had a gambling problem. And I said, no. <laughs> and he told me about some family member that he had that had a gambling problem and it started with scratchers and he had this big long story. And I said, oh, I'm fine. You know, I just, I, and I just started sort of like rambling, like telling him the story of, oh, I buy $20 every week and I never buy more than that, that sort of thing. Um, and he said, well, I'll, he goes, I'll buy you a coffee if you promise to cut down to $10 a week. And I said, hey, you don't need to buy me a coffee and I'm not going to cut down. This is just a little leisurely activity that I do. And he um, bought my coffee anyways, he insisted. And I sat down with the scratchers and I got a $100 winner on it. I didn't go back and tell him. I saw that he was still talking to the barista, um, but, and I didn't want to engage with this guy anymore, but it cracked me up that that happened on that day, and it made my day that I won $100. That's a very rare occurrence where I win anything like that, and I've never won any sort of giant amount of money, but like I said, it's not about that. It's just part of that weekend ritual, part of kicking off my weekend. For the grocery shopping, I used to go into the store and shop, and now the grocery store near me, Fry's, has this amazing service called the Click List. And I can go online, and it's so easy. They know what I've been purchasing, so there's pictures of my recent purchases, and if I want to rebuy those, I can click on them again. Because there's stuff that we buy all the time that's the same things. I usually buy the same bread. I buy the same soy milk every week. An assortment of the same fruits and vegetables. Always buy mushrooms. You know, that sort of thing. And then if there's something else on my list, I just search it and click on it and add it to the basket. The other nice thing about ClickList is that they give 
their customers all sorts of offers. So during the week, I might get a coupon that will um, that I can just download to my ClickList account, and it might be for a free juice or free cereal, um, or they might have like a free Sunday uh, kit, you know, like ice cream, uh, syrup, chocolate syrup, sprinkles, things like that. They just make it very fun. And it's so easy. Um, when you pick your time for when you want to get your groceries, and you just have to go in that hour window. And you sit in a spot, you call them, they bring them out, they load them in your car, and then you just unload them at home. That has made a giant difference in my life. There was something about grocery shopping that just became so exhausting to me. And what I would end up doing is I would put it off and put it off. And then I would go to the grocery store and need to buy $300 worth of groceries. And I always had extra stuff in the cart. That's one of the things where I think it's both a good and a bad with the click list is that I'm not walking through the store and seeing some fun new product or seeing if they have a sale, like an in-store sale on like some sort of fruits that they're marking down. They have too much of it. So I miss out on those things, but um, just being able to stick to my list I've noticed it's really cut down my grocery store budget. The another thing that I do is um, I go to the library every Saturday, almost every Saturday. Here's what I love about the library. In my town, Anthem, we have the tiniest library ever. They actually um, took out a bunch of the shelves a couple years ago, and it looks like my guesses probably got rid, about, rid of about half of the books. So browsing through the shelves isn't as fun as it used to be. Uh, there's a lot less of a selection. But here's what I like about it. I try not to buy books anymore because I can't take the clutter. I've lived in my house for 20 years. We have so much stuff, more stuff than we would ever need in 10 lifetimes. Between clothes and my husband's tools and the garage is packed, all of that. I have stuff from work that sometimes I store at the house rather than my office. And um, it's just a full house. So to add books to that or DVDs to that, it's too much. And if I am going to buy a book, if I find a book that I really love and I want to purchase it, I'm going to purchase a digital copy of it. That way it'll be in my phone on my tablet and I can have access to it anytime and not have the heft. But I still like the feel of holding a book every once in a while. So I go to the library and I'll browse the shelves and my library has a I'm sure probably every library has this. They have a great section where they put out the new movies and the new books, both fiction and nonfiction and cookbooks and all of that. 
and it's really nice because I just kind of look through it, see what, what's there. I'll grab a couple of books. If I end up not liking these books, no big deal. I just return it the next week and I'm not out any money. I haven't added to my clutter. I haven't wasted any time. I don't feel like I have to read it if I'm not enjoying it because I don't own it. I'm not out anything. Also, um, they have a reserve program, so the most popular bestsellers may not be in that section where the new books are because people are grabbing those books. So on the library computer, you can reserve them. And I've noticed that when I reserve the bestsellers, they come very quickly. I would say in about a week or two, um, the book is available and they put it on a shelf with your name on it and you just pick it up and check it out. It's a great service. I know I've talked about this before, um, but I'll mention it again, even though it's really not part of my weekend ritual. Um, but since I'm talking about the library, I want to mention it again. The library has a program called Overdrive. And from my understanding, I think a lot of libraries use it, although maybe other libraries have their own digital platform for checking out digital books or movies even. So you download this app, Overdrive, and then you have access to the library. And if it's a digital book, you can reserve it. So, um, it has to be because of licensing requirements, but if there's a book that you want, it's not always available immediately, but you can reserve it, and when the copy becomes available, then it just shows up in your email, and you can download it from the app, and you have it for two weeks, and after two weeks, it just falls off. You don't have to worry about making it to the library or returning it. You can do the same things with different movies as well. I think TV shows, audiobooks for sure. So I do a combination of hard copy books that I go to the library physically and get, the digital books on my app, and then in the same app, you can do audiobooks. And I know a lot of people do Audible, which is a great deal. It's a low amount of money to get an audiobook every month. But with the library app, it's free. The only downside is you don't get the book immediately if there's a wait list for it. You have to wait until it's available. But you get it for two weeks and then it falls off and there's no charge to this. And I love a great deal. All right. The other thing I like to do on Saturday is I try to see my children and spend some time with them. I'm almost an empty nester. I like to say that about myself, but my youngest daughter is 11. She'll be 12 in January. She's such an independent kid and she's such a quiet kid that she's really very easy. And having one kid in the house is so much different than having two or three. When I had all three kids at home several years ago before the other two girls were grown. It was like having six kids in the house. When you have um, 
that many kids and everything they need to do, it just feels doubled. Um, when I had, before Maggie was born and I had the two girls, it felt like three or four kids having the two kids. But just having Maggie, <laughs> it feels like half a kid. She's so easy. Um, so I, the other, the other girls are grown and they're not home anymore. So a big goal for me on the weekends is to see them and maybe do some shopping or go to a movie or even lunch or breakfast, something where I can spend some amount of time with them where we can just sit and talk and relax. Another part of my weekend is church. And I recommend it to, I'm not saying run out and go to my church. It isn't that kind of pitch. But for me personally, church has changed my life. It has been so restorative for me. I feel so much better after I go. Sometimes on Saturday, because it's my hustle day, and I'm trying to cram so much in with seeing the kids and running my errands that I feel like I'm running to church. And the church that I go to, um, it has several services on the weekends. It has two on Saturday and three on Sunday, which is also very good for me because it gives me a variety of choices and the chance to fit it in. But once I get there, I just feel whew, relaxed. A weight is lifted. I feel great. Um, just listening to the sermon, it's a great refresh for my week. It gives me the chance to think about something bigger than me. It makes me think about the rest of the world and gets me out of that bubble of just thinking, here's my daily schedule of court meetings, emails, mail, phone calls. That's my bubble that I'm in on weekdays and church allows me to see the big picture. If church isn't your thing, go to a yoga class. I did that for many years on Saturdays where I would go to a yoga class on Saturday morning and it was something so outside of what I normally did and gave me a chance to be in a community of people doing yoga and it was great for my back um, for a while. Um, I ended up giving it up because I was getting these back spasms that um, were kicking up when I was doing yoga. And I was also missing the opportunity to be outside. Uh, that's a big part of those walks that I take is just not being inside. Um, seeing the trees. Sometimes I see wild animals, ones that I don't want to see. Because I'm in the desert, I'll see coyotes and javelina. Um, a couple weeks ago, there was a bear in Anthem. Luckily, I didn't see the bear. I think that would have been pretty scary. Uh, but there's a lot of quail and road, road runner. Um, just beautiful animals. Every once in a while, I'll see a red cardinal. That's just such a treat. I've seen a bluebird before, like a bird that was literally blue. I felt like it probably wasn't native to Arizona, but it was gorgeous. And um, it's just nice to be out there and see when the flowers bloom. And 
like I said before, it refreshes me. And one of the reasons that I left yoga was because I wanted to have this outdoor time. And there's a lot of studies and articles and books that talk about making time to be outdoors. And I know for me, it's made a real dis- a real difference in my life. All right. So after church, um, if I go to church on a Saturday, I'm done at the latest by seven, depending on if I'm going to the earlier sermon or the later sermon. I like to try to do something on Saturday night, like maybe dinner or a movie. Here's the problem with me. By the time Saturday night has rolled around, I am usually so tired that I can't take it. So maybe I'll make a great big salad and just put a movie on at home and end up falling asleep pretty early. Um, I feel like some ways like, gosh, you're such a loser. You're so old. <laughs> Why can't you stay up till 10 o'clock? I just can't on most nights. I'm too exhausted. Um, but I'm, I'm getting some rest and that's important because the other very important thing about your weekend is you need to rest. You need to relax. You need to do things for you so that you can continue to service your client's customers, your staff in the on the weekdays. Sunday is a much different story for me than Saturday. I used to do walks on both Saturdays and Sundays and get up early on both days. I'm starting to feel too tired for it. It um it was making the Saturday walks less enjoyable because I knew that the Sunday walk was looming and um, it just was a little hard on my knee, like I was having some physical limitations with it. So I thought, okay, this is what I'm going to do about Sunday. I'm not setting an alarm anymore on Sunday unless there's something absolutely that I have to arrange where I have to get up and set an alarm. It's the only day of the week where I don't have an alarm set. Every other day of the week, I have an alarm set for somewhere between 4.30 and 6.30. So I'm up pretty early every day. Sunday, I say, you're going to sleep until your body says you can wake up. The funny thing is, most of the time, I am probably up between six and seven, sometimes till eight. And if I mention to a family member, hey, I slept till eight today, they're like, wow, you totally slept late for you. Um, But that's another part of the ritual of just making sure that I'm restoring and refreshing. Sundays, I usually try to stay home on a lot of days. Um, Sundays, I'll try to get some work done. Um, It's easier for me to work at home on the weekend than it is on the weekday. I don't have an explanation for that. I think it may just be that the weekend is so quiet that I don't feel the stress to um, be doing other things. Uh, like make sure that the laundry's clean, that sort of thing. And plus it's the weekend. So probably by, by Sunday, I've done 
laundry and done some cooking and that sort of thing. So I don't, I'm not needing to cram it in on a Sunday. So Sunday is a good day to go through my emails, clean up my email inbox, read transcripts, maybe write a motion, maybe write a complaint for a lawsuit, something um, like a, a project, you know, hopefully not an all day project, but something where it's like two or three hours. And um, I feel like I'm getting set up for the beginning of the week. So when I do go to work on Monday, um, I feel ahead of the game. It's a nice start of the week if you have some work done on Sunday. So I much rather would cut out early on Friday and start my weekend, get a kickstart on Friday, and then do work on Sunday to get a head start for Monday. I also catch up on my pleasure and uh, work reading. I'll um, do something where I'll kind of trade off. So if I have uh, articles for work and uh, work journals, I'll mix them up with um, my fashion magazines or my cooking magazines. So I might read a cooking magazine and then read uh, a law review article, you know, that sort of thing. So it's mixed up. I might watch some shows on the DVR. I am not a fan of binge watching on the weekends because I feel that it can eat up your whole weekend. I um, was talking to my sister-in-law a couple of weeks ago and she had spent um, an entire Saturday binge watching Revenge, the show Revenge. And I think she was kind of bummed about it. I mean, she really liked the show and she enjoyed it. But at the end of the day, she'd been inside all day um, she hadn't talked to anyone. Um, you know, she was kind of cooking and she said sort of cleaning and that sort of thing, but just was sort of in her house all day. So it happens every once in a while where you just can't get going and maybe you're just too exhausted to do anything and you might binge watch something or the show is so amazing you can't stop. I had those weekends with Breaking Bad, where I could not stop watching Breaking Bad. That was a big um, show for me on a, on a binge watch. On a lot of other shows, you can watch an episode here and there, but there's some that you can't break away from, and Breaking Bad was a, 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 a really big one for me. Also on Sunday, you know, uh, laundry and cooking are big activities, not that they're super leisurely, but laundry is kind of passive unless you're putting the laundry away. And um, I like to just maybe make some salads, like a big pasta salad um, or a fruit salad and just kind of have that stuff to snack on throughout the day and the next day. Sundays, sometimes I'll do a big breakfast, um, but just depending on how I'm feeling. Like I said, Sunday, I don't have an agenda. I'm not trying to run errands or be mom of the year. Um, I'm just sort of doing what I feel. I may get out of the house on a Sunday uh, if I end up feeling motivated. And this is never early. It's not like, I'm like, hey, kids, let's uh, hit the art museum in the morning. I might... Um, 
if the afternoon rolls around, I might call the girls or my sister-in-law and see what they're doing Sunday afternoon and maybe go to a museum or a uh, movie. One thing I've noticed about museums is that if you go during the last two hours that they're open, or even the zoo is a good example too, everyone's leaving by this point. People come early to get an early start, and then they're pooped out a couple hours into it, and then they take off. Um, And so you can get a spot right up front, you spend two hours at the zoo or the museum and, and have had a great afternoon. Uh, to make this more economical, because obviously all this stuff is expensive, you might go to the, I, I don't know what the ticket price is for the zoo. I think it's at least $20 per person. I buy memberships, year memberships, um, and I'll trade off the memberships. Sometimes I'll have the zoo, sometimes I'll have the science center. I just signed up for the art museum again. It's been a couple of years. And I'll let them lapse, and then when I miss them, I'll sign up again. And if you let them lapse, usually like the next year or the year after, you'll get a welcome back deal from that museum. And they'll say, hey, come back for a year membership we miss you and we'll give you $30 off the year or some additional free passes or something like they have something for you. And um, so if you have this pass and you go to the museum, you're using your pass. So you're getting your money out of that. And you don't feel like you've lost out like, oh my gosh, I just spent $150 for the five of us to get in, and we were only here for two hours. So it's something that I definitely recommend. If I'm not this motivated on a Sunday, and it's, again, it's not every Sunday where I'm feeling like I need to get out of the house, I just try to stay off my feet, maybe fit in a nap. Uh, That's always so nice. Uh, And like I said, I like to keep Sunday chill If it's too hectic, the rest of my week is so much harder. These weekend rituals have been very important to me in keeping my sanity and my law practice in my life. Um, About a year ago, I read a book um, that caught my eye because... The title seemed to match what I was doing, but I wanted to see, get more information. And this book seemed right up my alley, and it was. It was a great book. It's called The Weekend Effect, and then the subtitle is Life-Changing Benefits of Taking Time Off and Challenging the Cult of Overwork by Katrina Onstad. O-N-S-T-A-D. This was a really good book, and it's probably three or 400 pages, and the gist of it is stop working on weekends. You need to refresh, recharge, and I had been practicing that, but not, I wasn't mindful about it. It just was kind of doing it and not really thinking about it. 
And um, I pulled up a short chapter from her book that I wanted to share, and it's called Manifesto for a Good Weekend. And it just has a couple of tips for what would make your weekend great. And number one is connect. And it's just reaching out to someone. Reach out to an old friend, a new friend, a neighbor, one of your relatives, just someone. A lot of times for me, this is my adult kids because they're so busy with their jobs in their lives that I hope that I'm able to see them. My mom and dad, they live about 45 minutes away from me, which in the big scheme of things isn't that far, but on a day-to-day basis, I'm not seeing them as much as I like to. I might get together with a friend and go to a museum or a Suns game, if there's a weekend Suns game, something like that, um, where I'm just sitting and visiting with someone that's very important to me and just feel refreshed by it. Another um, tip in this chapter is do something where you care. Like offer your time, volunteer, something like that. Um, One of the tips is write an angry letter to someone in government. Maybe that one doesn't seem like a great tip to me, but maybe that's, um, maybe that's like cleanses your soul just to get it all out there of this is what I'm angry about. You put it on paper and um, you ball it off and you never send it and you feel good about it. Another um, tip that they give in this chapter is play, which is if you're doing a passive activity, do two active ones for every passive activity. Something that my brother and husband have been doing lately is they go out and they play frisbee golf. They're completely enjoying it. They're getting older, you know, we all are. And it's not something that's hard on their joints. They're walking. They're BSing with each other. (coughs) Excuse me. They have another friend that comes with. And they feel really happy that they went every time they go. And they're always talking about these tips on how they're improving in Frisbee golf. And it's something that they are really enjoying. As you know, mine is definitely the walking. Um, and if it, I have the walking outside, and then if I go shopping, I have my walking and just being on my feet while I'm shopping and being out there. Another tip is go green. And that's getting out into nature. So I talked about that quite a bit during my um, my own little tips for what I do for the weekend. And I love these walks. I, I can't say it enough. If I'm traveling or there's something going on and I miss the walk, it's it bums me out for that whole week. It's so restorative for me to get out and 
just see the trees and um, Arizona has different times where things are in bloom. So sometimes things smell really good. <laughs> the spring, the fall, um, when things are just getting refreshed. The summers here are stinking hot. It is so hot. But even then, I still need to be outside before the sun is overhead and blaring so I can have that outside time and be out in nature. Another thing is uh, seek beauty. And this is sort of um, goes along with my going to uh, church. Um, in, in church, I find beauty. I find it relaxing to be there. I like to um, think about people that are outside of myself. Um, when I go to church and I see all the people sitting there, I realize these are people who have struggles and they're here and they're praying and we're in a collective group where we're saying prayers for each other and ourselves and the world. And that's a beautiful thing. Other ways to seek beauty, go to an art museum, go to a gallery, the nature aspect again. There's beauty in so many places. Another tip is to do less. Um, so this is my Sunday tip of just relaxing and letting this day go how it wants to go. So as much as I can, I don't set up a schedule for Sunday um, where I'm um, required to do anything. Um, it happens. You know, I have a very big family. We have lots of birthdays, lots of anniversaries, graduations, uh, dance recitals. This is the big dance recital weekend for my littlest daughter. Uh, and when I don't have these requirements... Sunday is my day to do less and hopefully take a nap. And the last tip she says is repeat next weekend. And I agree wholeheartedly with the book. I was semi-living it before I read the book and then stumbled across this book actually at the library on the table of new... Um, of the new releases, it was in there, and I thought, this sounds interesting, and because we're, you know, I feel that sometimes I'm addicted to work, where if I'm not completely pumped up and stressed, I come down, like, it's like a balloon deflating, it's a very weird feeling, where it's hard for me to decompress, hard for me to go to sleep, where I just feel like I have to have this adrenaline pumping. And then when stuff like that happens, I catch a cold. Um, I feel run down. My glands are swollen. And I have to make sure I rest. Otherwise, I'm going to run myself into the ground. We're all going to run ourselves into the ground. So enjoy your weekend. And um, send me any tips that you have for the weekend. I love hearing other people's tips. Again, you can email me at florence at brummerlaw.com. 
You can send me a direct message on Twitter at, at Florence Law or Instagram at Florence Legally Brunette. And you can also hear the podcast on SoundCloud and you can uh, find me on Facebook. I post the podcast every week on Facebook and you can send me messages or direct messages with any tips that you have for the weekend. All right. So what I have done is I reached out to business owners and other people with podcasts. I think I said in another one of my podcasts that I took the Adam Carolla masterclass, which was about podcasting. If you are even thinking about doing this, get it. It was $49. What a bargain. It was so professional. I thought it might just be one long video. It was segment video segments on different topics. It had a workbook that you could print off in the workbook that you could use online with the um, with the segments as you watched them. It really helped me. I know my um, quality isn't <laughs> the greatest. I'm still learning. Um, I and I think this is probably pretty obvious, but I tape this all in one segment. So please excuse the pauses. Um, I'm still learning. At some point, I'm going to figure out how to do different segments and edit them. But since this is still so brand new, and I'm still trying to get content out on a weekly basis, I'm just basically doing one uh, long talk all by myself. Um, over the next few weeks, too, um, I'm going to start the interviews. I know I've been promising that since the beginning. It's a little difficult because everyone's so busy. And um, I, I'm also just trying to stay on top of like keeping the content out there. But I'll get that going. I've been talking to many professionals who are amazing and will have great tips on how we can run our law practices and our businesses. Another thing, um, and I know I got off topic a little bit, but because of this Adam Carolla Masterclass, I um, am part of this Facebook um, group that are people who took the Adam Carolla Masterclass. And it's lots of people with all sorts of podcasts. And I post my podcast on there as well. I share my podcast on there. And um, have been talking to people who have their own podcasts on all different subjects. Um, and they're a great group of people, people who are interesting are, and are interested. And um, it, it's been a really good resource for me. So on the Facebook group, I let the Facebook group know this. And then I also let um, people that I know who have small businesses know that if they have a commercial that they want me to read on the podcast, just get me a copy of it. I'm going to share this commercials. I'm not charging anybody. Obviously, this podcast for me is not for profit. It's for love. Um, of course, I'm making no money. I have 
not a whole lot of listeners. Um, every week I get a few more listeners. I'm over the moon about it. It's so exciting to me that anyone would listen to it or anyone would share it. Um, so I'm super excited. So if you are um, a podcast and you want me to um, give you a sh- give your podcast a shout out or you have a small business and you want me to read a commercial, just send it to me. Email it to me. Send it to me on Facebook. I'm going to promote everybody else um, and there is no charge to this to anybody. So to lead into that, I'm going to give you my very, very first commercial ever on my podcast. It is a commercial for a podcast called Man Talk Around the Watering Hole. And this is the um, description they give themselves. I wouldn't call them this. I'm tickled by these two guys, but here's their description of their podcast. Now, here's two douchebags who I'm sure will be needing the services of lawyers in the near future. Poundver Magnuson and Chuck Thomason host Man Talk Around the Watering Hole, a blatant satire of both feminism and men's culture. Check them out at www.mantalkaroundthewateringhole.com. And that's all... um, run together like one word, man talk around the watering hole. Their tagline is the audio equivalent of beer. I listen to their podcast. It's very tongue in cheek. It's very funny. Um, It's a satire. These guys are um, very much into what they do. So please give them a listen. And if you send them any sort of message, let them know that you heard about them on the Bonafide Legal Podcast from Florence. I think I will actually save my book review for the next show. I realize I've been talking about the weekend and the weekend effect and my strategies for the weekend for a whole 50 minutes on my Saturday. Uh, It's Saturday morning. I finished my walk this morning, sat down and did this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you will start to enjoy your weekends more and more. And thank you for joining me. Don't forget to reach out to us with any comments. Or again, if you have a commercial, we will read it. And stay tuned. We will be having uh, lots more tips in the next few weeks on time management and tips for your business. And um, we'll start those interviews up real soon. Thanks. Have a great week, everybody.